Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> it's back. Been, a, been a few, almost a few months. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while. Now, yes. for you and I, it's been more than that. But for sure. I did take a break from uh, yeah. Justin and the Bozo on the bus. Yeah. And at uh, that last session, I did say you and I would be getting together soon. Yeah, we're like, where are they? <laughs> yeah, where are those guys? <laughs> so uh, I, I was gone for a little bit, um, kind of organizing and putting together um, with my uh, father-in-law, the Alta right. podcast we're going to work on. Yeah. And, uh, that's, said, that sounds exciting, it, actually. It is, yeah. And then yeah. Um, also just took a little time off, <laughs> cleared out yes. my head a little bit. Yeah, you're working hard, man. So it's good to take we, that time we, off, right? We, we, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> funny, you know, you and I talking to each other about working hard, right? Right. I know because we're uh, we're both uh, <laughs> have a little bit of workaholicism in us. Exactly. I yeah. I don't want to speak l- for you. A little more. No, you're no, you're spot on. I need more balance and. And uh, I'm, I've been doing the same thing. I'm cutting back on certain things in my life, trying to find that balance, and it's been good. Yeah. I got a ways to go, but uh, it's been it's been good. Good, good. <laughs> well, welcome back to just another um, bozo on the bus. Um, as I said we've been gone for a little bit, but it's good to be back. Uh, got a couple roundtables coming up in the next few weeks, um, nice. and uh, let's see. I'm going to have uh, Jolene on. Too, oh great yeah which will be interesting you know yeah Jolene. oh she's a walking miracle a man. walking miracle yeah for sure so look for her story in the coming weeks cool that'll be great and um yeah. all right um a couple topics we're going to be talking about today but i think we'll uh unless you something you want to announce that you got going on that oh <laughs> well i know last time we had talked we you know i, I have a book <laughs> wait coming what? out you have what still <laughs> um but it's interesting i'm they're done so both books are are completely done. And, you know, it's, you know, I think when, if I would have known what I had to go through to get this done, I'm in the beginning to do a book, uh-huh. I may not have done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's been a, I don't, you know, and I'm sure because of my lack of knowledge around all of it, because um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you get the book done, now what? So it still needs to be formatted. You know, it hit me, like, you're going to laugh, Paul. Like, it's like, oh, I need a UPC code? <laughs> Like that didn't compute. I'm like, oh, how do I get a UPC code? So I have to figure out how to get a UPC code. And I thought you just get your graphic designer to put one. Mm-hmm. No, you've got to register for it. Yeah, it's like 250 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. Are you kidding me? So anyway, so little things like that I didn't think through. So I got all that. But done. then you get like you have thousands and thousands of them now. You can choose from, right? Yes. You can create now, like now, fifty thousand UPC codes. Yeah. So now you know I can come up with fifty thousand products. So. You know, good luck. Um, and then the other thing was I didn't have my website geared for the new product, for the two new books. Okay. I didn't calc- I didn't think about that through mm-hmm. my head. So that's being done as we speak. So the books are done. Like, really? Formatted cover, everything's done. Mm-hmm. So I'm just probably a week away, maybe 10 days for the website to be done. Great. And then I will do, I'm going to do a big, huge launch, um, pre-launch here probably the first of july maybe the second week in july but you know and i know i've told several people that i'm doing a book you know (laughs) and they're probably like yeah whatever i promise you there it's we're right at the door baby so and and you you and i've been talking about for four years i'm I'm not sure (laughs) paul can relate to this a little bit he's a little better at doing books than i am but uh but i'm excited i've put my you know blood sweat and tears into these two books and Mm -hmm. uh i think uh it's going to help some people and, you know, 
and it'll open up some doors. And so I'm excited for that. That's great. Do you, so, do you, is it okay to talk about the names or would you just yeah, keep no, it under wraps? Yeah, no, the names. So, so my personal story is called I Am Recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the subtitle, I don't have it in front of me, but it's a, a simple story of overcoming addiction. And then the guide and kind of the principles that I work with on the life coaching end of things right. is, uh, it's called Recovered. Yeah, Recovered. Yeah, and it's more of a guide and a manual, I guess you would call it. And uh, Of all so, the things that you, you teach in your, yeah. your your life coaching with individual clients and what you teach in the groups here at Wasatch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should exactly. say we were at, uh, we're actually in, in Todd's office yeah. at, at Wasatch Recovery. Today, yeah, so. our favorite place. Yeah, <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Saturday. Feels weird to be here on Saturday, but... <laughs> But uh, yeah, so thanks for letting me mention those. Yeah. But yeah, it's so close. And uh, um, you know, I'll do a like a, like I said, a big marketing launch here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, you deserve the the success of this, and uh, and the Thank world you. does. The world. Thank uh, you. You know, can use the materials and the, and the teachings yeah. that you've come up with. I think so, so. Looking looking forward to getting that out great. to the Thank population. You. Thank you. Yeah. I'll definitely keep some in my office for All my right. clients too. Right on, so. thanks a lot, Paul. By the way, do you get a you know a, a discount on, on on bulk orders on something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm Men- not asking for any favors. Mention Paul's name, you get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's let's start out with the the topic that I guess when we ended last time we were gonna we were gonna talk about. Yeah. We ran out of time actually to talk sure, about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, was. Uh, the idea of how important it is to be living in the moment and, and living in the present. Right. And why that's, well, partly, I guess we can talk about why it's such a challenge to do that, um, ways to do that. And then, of course, like the benefits, the benefits yeah. of it. So, no, yeah. And I think that's a great, great topic for your listeners for sure. And for us and just anyone in general. And, and I'm by no means a, an expert at living in the present moment. Um, it's something that I'm always trying to to work on. Um, and I think, you know, you ask why, why is it a challenge for us? And, you know, obviously I want to hear your thoughts, Paul mm. is I think we, our society is kind of geared towards always striving for the next thing. You know, you get into so first true. grade, you got to make it to second grade, so you got to make it to, you know, then you get to high school and you got to graduate and then, okay, now I've got to go to college and mm-hmm. now I got to have a career. And, and then I think once, you know, um, and Alan Watts talks a lot about this where, you finally get to the mid part of your life, you've got all of that, and then you kind of go, okay, well, now what? Now what? And then you almost feel like you didn't enjoy the journey all the way up to this point, and you almost feel like you cheated yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and and I've I've done that in my life, I'm not gonna lie, and I've struggled with that, And but I, I think that's partly one of the reasons is that society's kind of structured that way to, we gotta keep going. Yeah, you know? we gotta keep going. Well, and, and the, the notion of, of um, living in the present and, and probably why it's important um, is because then we're not, I mean, some of the old analogies are that have been around for a while is, you know, I got one foot in the future and one foot in the past yeah, and right. I'm just going to go ahead and say it just so you know. And I'm pissing all over today, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and yeah. that is that is a problem because if, I, if I'm focused, especially um, on the future, um, I'm creating 
stress and anxiety, yep. you know, or, or fear, maybe. Right. And if I'm focusing on the past, then probably the same kind of thing. I'm, I'm creating more tension and yeah. worry and, and possibly some shame, too. Some sadness yeah. that comes with that. Is yeah. Beating yourself up for something you, you know, did wrong. That's that shame paradigm, yeah, which is, sure. as you and I know, is, is really toxic. Yeah. Um, and so living, living in the present, why is it, why is it, it is so important um, comes down to, I think, some basic principles, some basic concepts is this is the only moment that I can actually do anything in, right? I mean, it, right. as simple as that sounds, yeah. <laughs> this is the only moment you and I can be talking about the mm-hmm. subject to begin with because it's right now. I mean, yeah. what a perfect time to be talking about living <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, here we are now, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> so and, and, and the other part is, is, is so that we can minimize some of the other um, stressors uh, and um, things that build tension and anxiety in our lives. Yeah. Um, you have a, a great saying that I use a lot. That uh, the one about um, is it is it anxiety that I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. anxiety is a misuse, misuse of, of your our imagination. imagination. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's such a beautiful way to think about it because if I'm projecting so much into things that I don't have control over. Yeah, which is important to understand. I mean, it's because in the moment, sure, I can kind of look at what I have control over, which is me, yeah. you, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, <just me>. yeah. <laughs> nobody else. Yeah, and and, and that I think it. that simplifies things a lot. Um, but if I want to believe that I have to have control over all these other things that are outside of this moment, other people, places, and things, it can easily bring in a lot of frustration, yeah, um, anger, resentment, feelings of powerlessness. Again, all those tension drivers. Yeah, and that's a good point about that powerless feeling because I think when, again, when we're ignorant of what it even is, Mm -hmm. how can we combat it? We almost just feel like, well, I just have a problem. Uh, You know, I've got something wrong with me. And people might say, well, yeah, you've got anxiety. There's something going on. I get that. But I think when we understand that it's actually a misuse of our imagination, Mm -hmm. that's that's, that's that's amazing knowledge because... If that truly is the case, I'm in control of how I choose to imagine. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's my it's it's an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. It's an inside job and so that's empowering and so and then you feel powerful like and it doesn't mean you're not going to feel anxious again once you learn these things, but it shows you how you can handle it in a much better, more healthy way and you do feel empowered in those moments where you know, anxiety's coming on and then you can push it down. And I'll give you a quick example. I was actually sharing it with one of my clients this morning who, it was his first session with me and he's coming to see me because he's anxious. Mm-hmm. And I gave him an example where um, I had the opportunity to speak at Murray High School and I'm in the back uh, of the um, stage, off the stage, no one can see me. And, you know, it's packed with kids and they're announcing they're announcing me and mm-hmm. reading my bio mm-hmm. and I'm sitting back there and all of a sudden I get I feel really really anxious I'm oh like Whew, and I start to kind of even you know <laughs> heart beating faster and whatever and I had to stop myself and go okay deep breath all I have is now mm-hmm. my natural state is joy mm-hmm. what am I thinking right now and the, and I, and I was able to pinpoint I had this immediate thought of these kids aren't going to hear listen to me Oh. Like they're going to literally just not listen to me. And I went, where did that come from? Yeah, there's probably kids that won't listen to me, but there's probably a yeah. lot that will. But my mind went there all of a sudden. I mean, I've done thousands yes, of these. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And so I just reminded myself, like you said earlier, all I have is this mm-hmm. moment. 
and what can I control? I can control me. And so, no, I'm going to be great. And, and I just kind of did like this affirmation, like, I, Todd, I'm going to go out there and these kids are going to eat out of the palm of my hand. Just said it to myself. <laughs> no one's back there. And as soon as I got done saying that, it was my time to go out on the stage. <laughs> and I walk up there, grab the mic, and I'm like, okay. And it was, it was an interesting thing. But it's because i thankful I've had mentors and coaches and, fought, and watching you, Paul, as well as I, I take this information in and then I apply it. So it doesn't mean you never no, not feel the anxiety anymore, but you have tools to, to be able to handle it in those moments. Yeah, and, and, and move through it. And move through and it, move exactly. Through. And by the way, anxiety, I mean, this is a whole nother subject, yeah. and it's, it's, it's probably one of the things that there's an epidemic with. Um, we especially know with adolescents that there's a yeah. huge problem with anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's brought on by, you know, the the change in the media. Um, social media has a huge impact on that. With Big kids. impact, right. Um, it's difficult to maintain some sort of general sense of sanity a lot of times for a developing brain. Yeah, um, for sure. And it's difficult to live in the moment, I mean, in, in those kinds of situations. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought up, you know, coming into a high school in, in, that, in that experience, because one of the things, you know, and I've, I've listened to a few of your talks, and you know, when you're talking to that yeah. population, and, you know, that you, you do the, the thing that I like to do, um, especially, which is, you know, Teach, teach people, especially adolescents and, and mm-hmm. young men and women, that there's nothing wrong with them. Right. That there's nothing yeah. broken in them. Yeah. That they're okay. I mean, this, this concept, which is, you know, to you and I, something that we, you know, we live by and we, right. we understand. But for so long, you know, people get brought up in a certain environment for you know, I mean, not necessarily intentionally always, right. but that, that they, they, they just kind of internalize this messaging that mm-hmm. something is wrong with me. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm smart enough. I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not thin enough, you know. Yeah. My, my teeth aren't white enough, you know. Exactly. I'm different. I can't connect. Yeah. You know, my hair's kind of not thing. thick enough, you know, <laughs> as I put my hands through my hair. Yeah. Or what, what hair's <laughs> left, right? <No. laughs> yeah. Well, it's going there. <laughs> By the way, I love how every time I go to the barber and I say, yeah, I've just cut what's left. And they go, oh, no, you have lots of hair. I go, yeah, thanks. thanks yeah, I, don't nice. worry, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I think, you know, you said it earlier, the social media aspect now with these kids is, I think most of us struggle on some level growing up that we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's. I think it's just because we start comparing and all that stuff. And we didn't grow up with the social media, you know, influence in our lives. No, we didn't I, have that. I feel pretty blessed, actually. I was totally. just thinking about what, you know, what's it been, 10, 12 years, maybe at the most? Right. You know, maybe 10 years, really, yeah. since this that yeah. began. So we didn't have that. And so, and, you know, studies have shown, the data shows that kids who are on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter, or whatever, you know, for several hours a day, they, they are more depressed than other kids that do not do that. And you're, it's even now it's to the point where it's hard to find kids who aren't on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So true. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that that also, you know, fuels that belief system that you're not good enough, mm-hmm. which again, then we always, and then we get back into that mode of, I've got to do this, then I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy when. Right. 
Which then leads us to not living in the not moment. Not living in the moment. Yeah. Such an ongoing perplexing problem, it seems at times. Even though yeah. I really believe some of the solutions are simple, it's just difficult because of there's a certain amount of you know wiring that's happened. Sure. And, and you and I talk about this in, in the sense of we're, we're dealing with belief systems, which are part of the thing that propels us to focus into the past or focus into the future. Right. Um, and, you know, who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be? I like your analogy and uh, and story about, you know, I, I grow up doing certain things. I'm supposed to do this, 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 and this, and I'm supposed to show up in this way. A lot of times that information gets foreclosed on, you know, in adolescent years, um, even before we've really made a decision about what we want to do or even know really what's best for us. Our right. identity often just becomes an extension of our family family or our parents or, yeah, you know, um, sure. or some, some factions of our community. Right. So it's, I think, I think it's difficult that, you know, there's, there's some things that are built into this, which may hinder the ability to see that, you know, am I in the moment or not? So right. when you, when you think about this, what, what is the, what is the first thing that you talk to your, your clients about, or when it comes to just even bringing this topic up, what are the, some of the, the, the ways you initiate having yeah, the awareness a great of question. be here now, a, a Ram Dass, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ram Dass <not>. moment. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, I always like to talk about principles. Because principles are true and constant. They're working 24-7. So I always try to start off anything I'm going to talk about with a principle mm -hmm. and make sure the client understands it. And when it comes to this, I always talk about the principle that how thought creates emotion. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. That's a principle. So true. That's so true. And, and, and then I, and I'll share examples around that, how... Mm -hmm. You know, if, you know, because a lot of times when I sit down with a client and you hear this too, hey, how you doing? And they go, good. And I'll, I'll always go back with, why? Why are you doing good? And they kind of look at me like, so they're either not doing good and they just said that, or if they are doing good, they'll say, I don't know, I'm just doing good. I go, I know, but there's something going on. Why do you think you're feeling good? Yeah. And they'll say, well, what we, what I try to get them back to is I'm thinking good thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And and then their circumstances are probably typically good too. You know, things are going better with my girlfriend or boyfriend or mm -hmm. my job's going well. So their thoughts are on good things. And so therefore they feel good. Mm -hmm. So I always start with that and how I bring that up. And then we I get into what depression and anxiety are and how de you know sadness and depression and that kind of thing is in the past mm -hmm. and how fear and worry and anxiety is in the future. And then I say, the truth is all we have is this moment. So that's kind of how I start the conversation. The now. The now. Yeah. And then I give examples along the way about how powerful now is. And I used to go back to, can you remember when you were in elementary school? And everyone's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And then can you remember recess? And they usually start to smile. Yeah, I remember recess. <laughs> right? And just the thought about recess that happened decades ago brings a smile to their face now. And I'll say... I'll point that out. Look, you're smiling now of a thought that happened or some, a, a mm -hmm. thought about something that happened decades ago, but you can only, you feel the smile and the happiness around it now. Mm -hmm. Your whole affect just changed. Yeah. So anyway, so we get tied into that, but that's kind of usually how I get the conversation rolling. Yeah. Well, that's a, be that's a beautiful example too. I, I like that. Um, this same thing of like, tell me a time in your life when, you know, you, you really felt joy, you know, yeah. well, who was there? What were you doing? What was happening? Yeah. You know, and you, then they may go back to a moment, 
and and sort of begin to feel it again and the smile will come across their face or yeah. something and and that's all that's all in our you know our cognitive neuro, neurological process sure you know that's information that's stored based upon uh, a memory or a belief about that memory which then generates the feeling you know yeah and it's that idea, you know, I mean, even though I, I know we, we laugh about this a little bit, but how powerful the smile is, right? You know, sure. Because yeah. it doesn't take a lot, you know, to get someone else to smile unless, you know, you know, right. grumpy cat or something, you know, which, exactly. you know, rest in peace, yeah. by the way, you know, for sure. Yeah. Grumpy cat died. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Know that. yeah. Well, rest in peace. <laughs> Died unhappy. Dang yeah, it. yeah, I don't know. He had a pretty good life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. We're going to have our drink now. Gonna Water. Going to have a drink now. But uh, yeah, that's... Um, so, like I said, by by no stretch can I, am I going to say I'm an expert in this, but I do practice it, and I'm getting better every day at it. Um, you know, and I think that's important for your listeners to know that I know it sounds, I don't know, maybe contradictory, but we have to work at being in the now. Yeah. We got to put some work into it. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, though, as you do and you get more comfortable with it, it does become more natural mm -hmm. where you, it doesn't feel like work. Like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and listen to the pond for a minute, you know, and just become present with the sound yes. of the pond and how that is enlightening and you know, suffering stops yeah. and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, it does take some work yeah. for sure. Well, and I, we, we, uh, I mean, I know you brought up the pond and I want to talk about that actually, because we send, have clients go out. I do too, go out and sit on that bench out there. For sure. We have a, uh, we have a, a little pond in the, in the middle of the property here at, at Wasatch and there's some fountains in that. And that just this sound of water and the fountains going and it's now it's in the moment. And that's really why we send them there. You know? Right, exactly. Is, you know, we just want you to immerse yourself in the moment, in the nature, in the moment. Yeah. And it's always fascinating the results that happen from it. Yeah. Because you do have some people come back, I just can't stop thinking or worrying about this, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, say, so, well, go back and for, go back for another 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, go back and continue to listen. <laughs> yeah. and, and that is, again, because people, you know, you and I hear this all the time when a client, especially when they first get here to Wasatch, mm -hmm. is they'll all... Without fail, the common denominators, they say they can't stop thinking about all of this stuff. Their mind just races. They can't sleep, you know. And so that's one of the reasons why we want them to start practicing stop to stop thinking, mm -hmm. Yeah. right? I think it was, uh, what is it, Eckhart Tolle in his book, uh, The Power of Now, he says the, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but he says the worst ailment on this planet is thinking. Yeah. Because that's the cause of the, our suffering. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to get our clients to recognize yeah. that if you'll just listen to the pond, suffering stops for how, however long that was. Yeah. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, half hour. It's, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. Yeah. And, and to see the change and to see the change yeah. because, okay, I did this. I was able to yeah. not think and, and worry about the future or, or dwell on the past and, and feel remorse or shame. Um, I, you know, I was able to get into the moment. So there are a couple different techniques that I use too, depending on the situation. Sure. Um, cause there, obviously meditation is one way to begin to quiet certain things in the mind yeah. down. 
um, and some simple te- meditation techniques, whether it be repeating a, a, a consonant in a syllable like na, 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 na yeah. over again, or yeah. the popular one has been ohm. <laughs> That's a popular For one. For a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the idea of just repeating a sound slowly and over and over again um, takes our attention to that and and, and sort of centers the mind. It's fascinating how, and then saying it out loud, of course, yeah. does help because it re- it, re- it resonates. Yeah. And those are just some simple techniques. So I like the idea and, 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 and recommend this myself is sitting in nature if you can. Um, right. You know, I, I got up, I get up in the morning and uh, I, did, I did it this morning. Um, uh, just sat and listened to the birds. And, and yeah. it was a little early when I got up the first time because there weren't that many birds out. There were just a couple <laughs> like inter- intermittently. Yeah. And then within an hour. Starts to pick up. Oh my up. gosh. It was, yeah. there was, it was an orchestra, <laughs> an orchestra of them. And, and normally I wouldn't even notice that, you know, I mean, just kind of getting ready, going about my day, but because I've been focusing on it recently and it's of course it's, well, believe it or not, summer here, even though we, it snowed up in the mountains uh, (laughs) last night. I know. know. Good old Utah. Well, the first day of summer, longest day of the year, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. So, um, but there are are a lot more birds and that's just a, a one way to learn how to be present is focus on yeah. something in the present. Yeah. And nature's a, a perfect opportunity. Yeah. I love that, Paul. And I know you've worked hard at that with your clients and something you practice. You know, one thing I want to point out to to your listeners, because people might say, well, what's the point of living in the now? Like why, okay, that makes sense when I hear it, but like, why should I do that? And there's a quote that I love by uh, Ganillion Norris that says within each of us there is a silence as vast as the universe. And when we experience that silence, Mm. we remember who we are. And I would add to that, in that silence, I think is the silence reminds us we're okay. It's the the message of the universe. When you tap into that, it's just basically saying you're fine, there's nothing wrong with you, you're good, you're whole. Whatever's been going on in your life in the past, it's gone, it's over. Mm-hmm. Whatever may happen in the future hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. So it's a beautiful quote because I have I can honestly say I have experienced that silence. I need to do it more. But it's amazing how the message that comes from that, man, it's just like it runs through you like, I don't know, like energy that it's just, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. And again, it's one of the reasons why we have our clients do that because we want them to experience mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. It's a perfect. That's a that's a great example. And and I mean also, I mean, the idea of living in the now is also being in the only moment that we can actually take yeah. action. Right. I mean, I can't. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I've heard for a long time I can't change the past, but, you know, um, I, I can create my future. I also believe, personally, I can change my past, or at least my feelings and my beliefs and my stories about it. Around. My narrative, right? Right. I can sure. rewrite my narrative about the past. That's a good way to put and it. Because one of the, the reasons to be in the now is so that I, I, I can actually change how I've um, written this narrative about the past especially the ones that either create um you know a, a victim stance or the the victim narrative or ones that cr- create um 
you know, a story of helplessness yeah. that I have. And if I if I live in the moment and and I and I tell myself, you know, there's something I want to do differently, and I want to also take responsibility for what I have done, then I can change the story I have about myself or someone else when I do so. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's that's an important part of learning to live in the now is also yeah. taking responsibility that I can change today. For sure. You know, how I've experienced the past. Yeah, that's powerful. And, and a lot of people struggle with that because, especially if they feel victimized by the past, the idea of changing that story doesn't seem real. Yeah. You know, like, I, well, how can I, you can't, I can't change what happened, but right. I can change what my beliefs about it are yeah. and how it's affected me. Exactly. And what emotions I'm going to attach to those feelings yeah. and those thoughts. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. And someone who does that very well and a very famous person who's J.C. Dugard, who yeah. was kidnapped. Yeah, she was cap- held captive in a in a shed and raped repeatedly for eighteen years, and um, she was asked. Um, well, obviously she she was found, and it's a, an amazing uh, story. But she did exactly that. She's changed her narrative around it. She can't change what happened, right? But because of all that, she doesn't give that that experience power over in the present moment. Mm-hmm. She's she's choosing to look at it differently even though it happened. And she actually lives a very happy, productive life, helping millions of people with her nonprofit foundation. Yeah. And to see someone go through that and be able to rise above it by, like you just said, yeah. changing the narrative and the story and the belief system around mm-hmm. it, it's remarkable to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, to me, she's my hero because if she can do that, I can handle the things that I've had to deal with. Yeah. You know? It just gives me motivation and inspires me to do better in that area. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. And I I think that that's a good validation for the power that is within each of us when we connect to that. For sure. That the ability that we have. And it's not just that, I mean, and and really, when we talk... JC is a, a perfect example. I mean, even Elizabeth Smart's a, a pretty good example For, of this. Oh, yeah. But there, there are a number of people yeah. that have had her, horrific lives and horrific stories, um, and have have transcended those stories. And yeah. I, that, and I'm not minimizing that. That's really a transcendence that takes place because yeah. of rewriting the story. Yeah. And putting it into a place where I'm accountable for it, and if if I don't want to live as a victim anymore, I have that choice every moment of each day to choose not to be. And well, yeah. that also is the idea of you know, how do I use my imagination to create my future? Exactly. How do I create yeah. the reality I live in? Yeah, beautiful. And this is the only moment I can do that. Mm-hmm. So, the benefits, well. I know we've been kind of dancing around and talking about that, but really the benefits of living in the now, of living in the moment, being present, I mean, I I kind of get a little tingly when I talk about this because it means I'm showing up, right? I mean, which is, you know, I mean, this idea that show, you know, 90% 90% of life is showing up, right? Yeah, we you know? yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, being present in the moment is about showing up. For sure. And and definitely that plays such a big part. And I can see when I when I used to look at my story and how I wove things together and how in, intentionally I, I found that ways to avoid things, you know, right. not show up for things. Um, and that was because I was not in the moment. I was not in the present. And, yeah. the, and one way to be in the present and the benefit of it is that I'm able to show up. And who do I get to show up for? Well, 
I get to show up for me. Yeah. I get to show up for you. I mean, we're right. here today. Yeah. I show up for my family, my loved ones, our clients, mm-hmm. the people that, you know, that uh, are part of our community. Um, and I get to show up for the my part and my responsibility of creating and making that, making yeah. this a community. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're saying that too, Paul, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, how our phones and social media keeps us from showing up. I could be sitting here with you right now and I could have my phone out as you're talking to me and I could be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hang on that? just a sec. <laughs> so I'm not, and I love that, that you said that it's that showing up piece. And so, <laughs> you know, if I'm holding my phone and doing this, I'm sending you a message that you don't matter, mm-hmm. right? But if, if, if I did have it in my hand and then we're talking, I put it down, I'm letting you know, no. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm I'm here for you, yeah. kind of thing. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I I love that component of of thinking why this is important and one of the benefits of it. Um, the other benefit that I, I personally experience is is more of a sense of peace and belonging in my life. Yeah. Belonging meaning that when I'm in the moment, I I can I can kind of get a sense of how I interact with people around me. Yeah. I'm not projecting. You know something that happened yesterday or last week or last year on onto them. You know some story mm-hmm. I have about that. Yeah. I'm I'm able to be present with them as well. Right. And 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 that seems to me it gives me an opportunity to be vulnerable. It gives me an opportunity to practice, you know, integrity and honesty. Um, all those things happen in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's cool. I, I can't tell the truth tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I can, but you know what I'm saying, right? It, it, totally understand. Now is the only time is to, present, to Very do cool. that. So yeah. uh, other benefits that you, you, you think of uh, regarding? Well, yeah. I mean, again, the, the, the theme I always usually push with my clients and, and is that suffering stops. And I'm stealing this from... Buddha. I mean, Buddha says enlightenment is mm-hmm. the end of suffering. Enlightenment is happens when we're present. Like you're saying, when yeah. we show up, like you said, it made you feel all tingly. It makes mm-hmm. you, cause you are, you're feeling that enlightenment mm-hmm. or in other words, really truly suffering stops. Yeah. Right. When we're present, that's why like when our clients like play volleyball or volleyball or softball, I'll always ask them, Hey, I was softball. And they'll go, Oh, it was wonderful. I go, were you suffering at all during softball? I always bring that up and they're like, no. And I'm like, why do you think? And they're like, oh, because I was just playing softball. Exactly. You weren't thinking of what was going to happen on Monday in process mm-hmm. or what happened on Friday in process. Mm-hmm. You are playing one with the softball. Hopefully, yeah. you know, if you did that. And so I, I think that suffering element is powerful. Yeah. You know, you eliminate that in your life when we're present. Yeah. So, I mean, a good example would be, so if I had a, you know, if, if, if somebody had a, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if someone had an encounter with a coworker or a friend that that was that was caustic or or brought turmoil to them in some way, and they were carrying that around, that that's that's getting all over the, the present moment. Yeah. The benefit of, of of being in the present moment allows me to you know say, do, is that something I want to keep bringing with me? Something want I want to bring forward? Um, yeah. Is is it is Good it something point. that that needs to be here right now? I think the benefit of living in the moment is I get to choose what I'm bringing into this moment right now. Yeah, and that's a good way to and look the, at. The, the, the cool thing about choice is, again, it's the, it can only happen right now in <laughs> the moment. <laughs> right. You know? And it, of yeah. course, it affects you know, definitely what, what's coming down the road, but yeah. those choices I make now. Yeah. And I think maybe Very being cool. conscious and aware 
that mm-hmm. you know what I'm doing right now will is also so setting the fabric of what's I'm going to be you know moving into. Yeah, I think also it's is is an opportunity to be present. You know, yeah. I'm creating what what's you know next in this moment. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, love it. Okay. Should we move on? Do you sure, think we, let's we think, do. Yeah, I think, I, think, we, I think we did hit that one pretty hard. We hit that good. It's hard. good info, and uh, hopefully your listeners will you know, gain some insight on that. Okay. Let's talk about uh, the messiness of life. <laughs> let's about, why is, why is life like like making sausage? Making sausage, kind of like a process, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't like what it looks like when you're making it, but we sure love to taste. Yes, your taste good, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I think life is a challenge. I, you know, and a lot of people say, well, if you think it's a challenge, it's going to be a challenge. But, I mean, realistically, it's it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many things coming at us. Mm-hmm. Life is moving 100 miles an hour. I mean, most people I talk to, and you can probably relate, is uh, we're just so busy. Yeah. Do this, do that. I mean, we're constantly do, 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 do. And I think, you know, I always kind of think back when I was growing up, how simplistic it was you know we went outside played hide and seek with the neighborhood kids we you know i played basketball on the side of my yard for hours you know just didn't seem like we had as many distractions and i think you know but i think life in general throws us challenges and Mm -hmm. trials and things that we have to kind of deal with you know there's you know every family's dealing with something every individual's dealing with something Mm -hmm. and uh no one's immune from at times the messiness of life. Yeah. Well, and and, and living life uh, and the messiness of it is that it's not this idea of you know striving for perfection, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's an important part of the the messiness piece is that yeah. um, learning to accept that you know I'm fallible, I, I can make mistakes. That um, you know, it's what do I do with those mistakes? It's how do I you know, uh, how do I take that information and learn from yeah. it? Um, and that uh, I can't, con- there are certain things outside of my control. And the more I try to control things, honestly, I think the messier life gets, I mean, in, in, in some yeah. ways. Yeah. And because I, I can't control anybody, right? Right. And then, so why not, why not embrace sort of the messiness and the clutter that just happens from people being people and life going on the way it is yeah. and finding more of a, more of a place of, of understanding yeah. And, uh, and acceptance. Yeah, and I and that's a great point. And I think, um, and we talk about this. And I think I, I think who originally said this, or at least from what I originally heard it was, and we talk a lot about here how life happens for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard Jim Carrey say it in speeches and this and that. But I mean, even if you go back to biblical times, if you were to read certain scriptures, sure. it says that everything's happening for your benefit. Yeah. And I think with that mindset and that belief system mm-hmm. that even though this is hard and difficult, mm-hmm. that in the moment we may not see it or feel it, but when we when we look back, I mean, I know we've talked about your mm-hmm. story. You, I had you on my podcast. Mm-hmm. How I think I even asked you, would you change anything? Yeah. And you said, no, absolutely way. not. Because yeah. of that, it's what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. So it actually all happened for you. Yeah. And I think that helps us get through the messiness if we can have that mentality and that belief system like, even if you don't have the answer while you're going through it, you can you can figure this out and push for it because it is for my benefit, you know. Yeah. And I don't have the answer now, but I will see it, you know, kind <laughs> of thing. So I don't know. That's helped me yeah. when I'm going through something really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still hard in the moment, but I'll say, you know what? 
I'm going to somehow learn from this and grow. I don't know what it is yet, but it, it's kind of that added push that I can mm-hmm. walk through that mess. And, and do my best not to judge it either. Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, I, I struggle with that one too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's because we're human, my friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Life's messy, um, you know. It, it, but in its own, its own, in, in its own sense, though it it is. I know this sounds a little redundant, but life is just being, right? It's it's yeah. like it exists in the moment, mm-hmm. and the, how these kind of ideas of living in the moment fit together with, you know, and it can be messy. And am I okay with that? And am I okay with not having control over, the, you know, the other things yeah. around me that are completely outside of my power, which is you know, every other person, place, or thing. Yeah. So. Well, and it just falls back to what we were just talking about before this subject is that when we live in the present moment, mm-hmm. the messiness seems to kind of melt away mm-hmm. for a minute and you see it for what it really is. Yeah. So they tie in together. Life can be difficult and messy at times, but, you know, again, if we can practice being in that moment, man, if what a what a tool that we can use that will help us get through it and the suffering starts to dissipate and eventually go away and i and good point and and part of this i think is in the attitude and in the attitude i have or the attitude i project um and in in my vision of how i i i witness the moment so or how i witness life so messiness is is kind of maybe even a little bit of a judgment, you know, and like, and well, it's not looking exactly the way I wanted it to. So, <laughs> right. you know, maybe there's, maybe there I'm underlying, I'm seeing some underlying, you know, judgment about how I think, think they're supposed to be. Right. And when they're not, I, I think that things are out of place. Right. And so there's, there's some bias in there, you know. Yeah. Which is probably creating the story that you know life's messy too because um, i suppose i could just say hey it's life it's just the way it is you yeah. know which yeah. is a little strange but yeah. you know uh, uh, from an observation point of view making mm-hmm. that kind of statement I'm, I, I realize i'm saying well you know i'm looking at the mess but i, I want to also appreciate it this this is kind of leads me to one other little funny thing i think is that sure. um you know, sometimes in relationship, one person's has a little more sense of uh, be a clutter, being a little messier than the other person in the <laughs> yeah, relationship. Right. You know, yeah. So um, I, I learned uh, that um, somewhere along the way, that that's a lost cause to try to fight um, somebody's uh, clutter, the way they you know try right. to re- control someone else's clutter. Right. So I, I learned to appreciate the art of clutter. Now, I'm not mm. always good at it. There are times that I still find myself get frustrated. But if I realize that it's okay to have things be messy, yeah. then I, I don't have to feel like everything has to always look and be a certain way. Yeah. And it, again, it's outside of my control. So I can either accept and surrender to this in such a way yeah. that it's not in my control. <laughs> right. And can I appreciate there's maybe an art in this? Like maybe that's a little bit like, well, it's happening for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I think it's a good point because I think a lot of people do struggle with if there's clutter in the room or, you know, and I'm one, I'm, I'm guilty of that where I love things organized and, 
if some things are out of place, sometimes I, I find myself thinking of that mm-hmm. and then I'm suffering versus like you said, you know, be okay with it. You know, it don't, there's no reason I can't control the clutter in that moment or whatever it is, but yeah, it's a great point. Paul. No, it's a, I, I, and I'm this, you and I are similar on this way. Yeah. So I do, I do understand that, that feeling and wanting other people to see the world as I do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which thank goodness not everyone does. Right. Makes the world go round, right? All right. Uh, last, last thing today we'll, we'll talk about and then we'll, sure. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, see where this will take us next time um, okay Great. is uh, living our life uh living life with a whack-a-mole uh, attitude or mentality like i mean it's just kind of like putting out fires or trying to hit the next thing that pops up or you know uh, constantly trying to race around and and stop things from happening yeah um and that we see a lot of people um, in our field that that uh, come to us in that in, in that oh, place yeah. where you know I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do this, got to do that, I've got yeah. to take care of this, and and um, it definitely um, can cause a lot of uh, frustration and anxiety, and um, right. also a, a sense of trying to control everything around them. So yeah. this whack a mole idea. Yeah, and I you know as you're saying that, a thought came into my mind about how. It goes along with that thinking error of I'll be happy when. Yeah. So if I if I can put out this fire and this fire and this fire and this fire and this fire, when I get all that, then I can be okay. Then I can be happy. Then we do all that, or at least we try to do all that, which usually doesn't work out very well. Uh-huh. And then we're left feeling empty again, right? Because then like, well now, because life is a series of problems. And when another, when you solve one problem, there's usually another yeah. one. Right, and so if we keep thinking, I'll be happy like when I get the bills paid, or when I, the kids kids get out of college, or when I find this job, mm-hmm. or you know when I achieve certain things, then we do all that, and then we're like, well, now there's another challenge. So then we're never we're never happy. Mm, yeah, we're not we're not experiencing that. So I think, and it goes along with your point earlier, where you said we we try to control things. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, we can't. We're only in charge of us. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You know. So as much as we'd like to believe. Yeah. And I think a lot <laughs> of people some, like our great chess masters and yeah, controlling all the pieces on the board. Yeah. And we have clients, like you said, who come here who think they got to control everything, mm-hmm. and that's why they're suffering so much. Yeah. To the point where their life's in at least in their mind, everything's a mess. So they can't deal with that. So they, you know, they use drugs or alcohol to try to escape from that mess that they still want to control but they can't. Yeah. 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 It's, I think you 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 do a you know a a, a lot of uh teaching around the illusions of control yes, and yeah. things like that and you know waking these clients up to hey, hello. No, it's all an illusion, man. Yeah. You know, so I love that uh, part that, of that principle that you teach. Yeah. yeah. The and also something else maybe about this that um is is just more general just in in the sense of you know, experiencing life is that um, it, it's not a. There's always going to be another mole with the attitude that life is a like a whack a mole situation. That yeah. there'd be some good point. Visual. There, there'd be some point, <laughs> like you know, that I can, you know, I'll, I'll get them all. But this is the question I have: is then why put another quarter in the machine? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> but if you, it's an analogy on life, which means I'm 
the one that's attracting all those moles yeah to me that i need to whack on some level yeah. it's gotta there's gotta be an intention of creation on my part <laughs> if if i have that attitude right? yeah that's a good point yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just putting good, another quarter in the machine quarter machine that's a good way to look at it yeah i think i think we do that we bring things on to us and we wonder why is this happening so well i'm attracting this into my life mm-hmm. you know and you know james allen's someone i'm I love studying. He always talks about in his teachings that if you want your outer circumstances to soften up and to be okay and to to be good, Mm -hmm. if we try to fix circumstances, we'll always, how does he say it? Let me say it. He says it this way. Um, Men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but they're unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. Yeah. So I might as well just say it how he says it. Yeah. So, what he's saying is if we just work on you mm-hmm. and all those circumstances or those whack-a-moles, mm-hmm. you know, those moles coming at us, they'll soften up or you'll realize I didn't even need to hit it in the first place. Sure. And if it wants to be screaming over here, let it do its thing. And it's not my problem. No. It's it's a cool thing. And, and I don't have to keep putting the quarter in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, stop putting the quarter in the machine, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Game over. Game freaking over. <laughs> I don't have to peep, you know, keep bringing those those moles along. Yeah, absolutely. This, <laughs> you know, we have. Um, I don't. I think it was Wendy that started writing this up on the board a couple of years ago. That addiction is not an excuse for legitimate suffering. Do you? Yeah. Um, the the actual quote. The actual quote is. It, um, it's neurosis. It's it's the perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering. Yeah. Yeah, perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering, and and when you, Carl Jung, who this is sort of like attributed to, yeah, he actually used the word neurosis. Oh, did he? But okay. we we put addiction in because they're very close. They're, I mean, they're very similar. For sure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, <laughs> that addiction is the neurosis of the mind. In, in, yeah, in, and you know the right. way that we're we're coping with, um, sure. you know, this with idea of, of legit, you know, avoiding legitimate suffering. Yeah, and. This this notion and this idea, I think, is so powerful that you know we we create this drama in our lives. We create this whack a mole idea and mentality, yeah. and we create uh, the stress and the anxiety and the worry and reinforce the these distorted beliefs. I'm just kind of wrapping up everything we've touched upon today. Right, yeah. This, the, you know, that we, we carry forward all that shame and that doubt and that fear um, that really runs up against the, the basic foundations of I'm not good enough, you know. Absolutely, and, yep, that's at the top of that list right there, yeah. for sure. And, and that's what neurosis is, I think. That's what addiction is. Yeah. You know, when we're, we're talking about, you know, wanting to change the way we think, and how we feel about ourselves and the world around us, um, and that the, the need to understand that it's an inside job again, that this is something that we have created along the way, and it's not something that has happened to us by some other person, place, or thing. And I'm, and I'm not talking that that, that that can't happen in life, because it can. We can be victims of certain events and For circumstances. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. If, if a big uh, pile of snow fell down off the hill and came onto the yeah. front property here or through your window, that's you know we're looking out up the mountains. You know, that that would be an accident, right? Right. And but how we deal with it, 
you know, how we respond to it. That's yeah. that's up to you and I. It's up to you. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the part we can control. Yeah. You know I control I mean? yeah. how I think about it, how I feel about it, yeah. and how I, I act and behave. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All good right. Stuff. Good, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to touch upon today? No, how are you I, feeling? No, I think those are great uh, concepts and great principles that we've talked about. And uh, I think your listeners will, will gain some insight around these things and, you know, again, we're all just trying to better our lives and to, to work work at it. And, you know, I would just challenge your listeners who hear this podcast to take some time each day and work on being present. And a lot of times it's sitting by a pond or out in <laughs> nature or whatever. Or if, if you don't have those opportunities, sit in your room and even turn on some really low meditation music, mm-hmm. really low enough to you just barely pick it up subconsciously almost mm-hmm. and just, you know, turn the mind off for a minute, you know. Yeah. Do a social media fast for a little bit, man. Get away from it for a minute and go, man, it's amazing. Like, and you, you know, you know how we take away the phones when clients come to Wasatch. Yeah, yeah. They don't get their phone. Right. And I hear, I always ask about halfway through, are you glad you don't have your phone? And without fail, oh, I'm so glad I don't have yeah. it. At first they miss it. Oh, oh it's man, an I want to be able to look. Too. It is. Yeah. So when they get away from it, I, 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 there was a client on Friday that we have here who said, she said, I, I don't, I'm not looking forward to getting my phone back. It's been so nice not to have yeah. it. So, you know, that's take a, some time and unplug. That's a great point, so, though. That's, that's, that's my advice. So, but actually, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's a legitimate concern. So what do I do when I do get my phone back, you know? Yeah. What do I do when I'm back in that situation, you know? Right. Um, you know, everyone's, it's important to take time. By the way, take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Self-care, and I know this word gets used so much. Yeah. Self-care gets overused, but it is real, and it's yeah. important, and it I honestly believe it's one of the most important practices we have in our life. Everything we've been talking today really is about, you know, when we talk about solutions, we're focusing yeah. on solutions. It's about self-care. It's right. about making time for ourselves. For sure. And with, without that, without caring for ourselves, without nurturing ourselves, we're really no good to anyone else either. Yeah, so that's a good point. It's, a, yeah. it's important. Good so, point. Yes. Take some time today yeah. for take you. Time. Do something that brings you joy. <laughs> yeah. And, nice. and share that with someone else. Yeah. All right. How do people get, if they want to, you know, want to learn more about you or, you know, yeah. want to find out about the books that are coming yeah. out? What, how do people contact you? To, no, great. Thank you. Um, so... My website is toddsylvesterinspires.com, and I'm revamping it, like I mentioned earlier at the beginning of this, and the it should be up and going here in the next couple weeks. So, like I said, social on social media, I'll put it out that it's out there and ready to go. Um, you know, if uh, you want to ask me a question or if you want some information, you can uh, email me at todd at toddsylvesterinspires.com. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and please do. <laughs> Todd is a great man, a great coach, and a great friend. And thank you. Uh, the same about I say you. I say this, you know, and I, I that uh, the gratitude I have for getting to know you, mm-hmm. and you know, being working together. Yeah, it has made it's made my life better. Oh, thank so, you. Well, I feel the same about you, Paul. Thanks for having me on, and it. love what you're doing, and how all the great things you're up to. And yeah, um, I need to get you back on my podcast. We'll get that. We'll lined do. Up. We'll do that. No, I'd love to have yeah. you on. 
Well, we'll but Todd and I'll be back in the fall for another session. <laughs> for another session. <laughs> we'll have another session. We'll have yeah. to come up with a name for it. I know. We, we got to figure something yeah, we'll, out. We'll but... figure something out. <laughs> but uh, thank you all. Um, we will uh, be back with a, another episode here in, in the coming week. Uh, have a great week. And thanks for listening. We'll go out as we usually do with a little Joan Osborne. Have a good day. See